Uh, we've had a honestly a just a packed week. I've had a packed week. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Um, I, I did want to do like a reaction to this and kind of a follow up uh, to what some of the stuff that we've been seeing and. And I want to bring up a very important point about worldview. Worldview is very important. Um, and we're going to, I'm going to pull this up. And so I kind of want to, uh, there's a lot of stuff been going on. Uh, there's a lot of people doing reaction videos of this prayer. Uh, I kind of want to just pull it up and let's see uh, what it's about. we got C-SPAN over here. So this is uh, the Daily Congress Prayer. Uh, this is January 3rd, 2021. House guest chaplain uh emmanuel cleaver amen and a woman all right let's uh let's do this now may the god who created the world and everything in it bless us and keep us may the lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us may the lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace peace in our families peace across this land, and dare I ask, O oh Lord, peace even in this chamber, now and evermore. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. Um. Okay, well, there you have it. Amen and a woman. This is absolute. Uh, but he's not a Christian. Um, I'm always thankful that they're willing to pray um, in our government institutions. Um, he's not a Christian. Uh, or, you know, maybe I don't know that. I, I don't know his heart. I don't know if he's born again. I, I guess I really can't say that. Um, it's not a Christian prayer, though. And I can say that definitively, uh, because quite honestly, um, he is he just prayed in the name of Braham, uh, and Braham is uh, one of the major gods in Hinduism. And um, this is interesting. His whose identity he assumed Braham was born of from a golden egg and created the earth and all the things in it. And so described him as having come from forth from a lotus that issued Vishnu's navel. <laughs> okay, issued from Vishnu's navel. He's a Hinduistic god um, or goddess. I don't know the gender of uh, of that. And, and apparently they adopted some new rules. And in the House representatives. Um, they have adopted some brand new rules, uh, and it's very, very interesting, the rules that they've adopted. Um, and so their whole point, and, and there's there's a reason to this insanity. A woman, amen, and a woman. <laughs> amen literally just means uh, so it be, or it is true, or solidarity. Uh, it, it's a statement of solidarity. It came from the Hebrew, it was passed to, through the Greek. Uh, Latin and then the English finally um, that word is genderless it's not talking about a man <laughs> it's it's a genderless uh, word and in fact um, they invited they 
implemented in the in the U.S. House representatives, they have approved gender neutral language for the official House rules for the the official House rules and reestablish a permanent office of diversity and inclusion. They want to include everybody. Um, it's 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 a religion, folks. It is a religion, the religion of inclusion. Um, and it's interesting because if he wants to, it's interesting because if he wants to be include everybody, and then he wants to take gender out of everything because he wants to make or they want to make everybody to feel included, he just interjected a gender into a word that is genderless. Food for thought. Um, also, so it's, here's the new rules that they have uh, adopted. And so the rules are this. gender They've adopted gender-inclusive language. Uh, in clause, rule X, strike wom- uh, semen, insert seafarers. In clause X, strike uh, chairman, insert chair. Uh, strike father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, first cousin, nephew, niece, husband, wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, and so on and so on and so on. I think I think you get the picture. And and they're striking all the sister, half brother, half sister, grandson. Insert uh, parent, child, sibling, parents, sibling. First, cause I just, I, I'm sorry. This is pure insanity. This is honestly just pure insanity. It's it's utter foolishness. But I want to highlight something that's going on un- beneath all of this. The real problem here is worldview. I'm surprised I don't hear a lot of discerning Christians talking about it. There is a worldview collision going on in our government around the world, and it's been going on. It's nothing new. It was happening in the 20s. It's happening now in the 2021s, the 2019s. It's happening. It's been happening. It's a worldview issue. Any rational, coherent person realizes this is utter foolishness. But the question is why? worldview there is a worldview collision going on here and they have a worldview and they have a religion where they have an ethical principle of love that they don't want anybody to feel not included they don't want anybody to feel excluded it's the left's religion of inclusion But it's utter foolishness because at its very core is a denial of the reality that has been passed down from from creator to creature. And it's they're not living according to reality. Um, Let's uh, look up some verses, a couple things that I want to point out real quick. I want to point out uh, there is some verses that I think are very important to us that we should look up. Um, And I'm going to go ahead and look this up. This is not 
anything new. I do want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about worldview a little bit, and but just bear with me here for a second. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna do a stream of of scriptures, if you will, and I want to start in Isaiah five. Isaiah five twenty. Well, these are the woes of Isaiah. Woe to those who call evil good. I'm sorry, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and valiant men in mixing strong drink, who acquaint the guilty for a bribe. I'm sorry, acquit the guilty for a bribe. And deprive the innocent of his rights. I want to highlight. I want to, it is highlighted for you, but I want to. I want you to pay attention to verse twenty. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who who gives us all good gifts come down from the Father, right? Well, they want to have a gender inclusive. They don't, gender to them is exclusive. So they want to remove gender for their religion of inclusion. And so, but that is their worldview. Bear with me here. That's their worldview colliding with reality or a biblical worldview. This is very important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to this verse over here. So they think it's bad in their book to name gender in their religion. It's bad. It's not right to name gender because gender is naturally exclusive. And they want to include people in their religion and make them feel welcome and accepted at the cost of the denial of reality, the denial of of the creator. It is a worldview. It's an unbelieving worldview, and it manifests in all types of ways, and here we see it in utter foolishness here at this prayer. I mean, I could go into he prayed to a different demon god. It wasn't it wasn't a, a Christian prayer. He prayed to another god and then later on um, the capital got swarmed. I don't know if there's a correlation there. Just some food for thought. But I do want to pull up something here in Genesis. Because remember, what did God call gender? Or what did God uh, clarify the, in the creation of male and female? This is Genesis 1.27. So let's check this out. So God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed, every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast on the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to do, 
any to do everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has bre- the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. And God saw everything that He had created, and check this out. And behold, it was very good. So the Creator creates. The earth, food, plants, male and female. And what does he call it? He calls it good. But according to the religion of inclusion, it's not good. Different worldview going on here. I do want to bring up another scripture. And if you follow with me here, this is a... An important scripture. This is nothing new. We see this going on. And the reason being Christian, take a step back and realize and try to understand reality through a coherent worldview. I know I'm using that word worldview, worldview, worldview. But let me give it a definition for you. Let me uh, throw out a definition of worldview for you. That way we can put this into perspective because this is what it's about. What do I mean by a worldview? What is a worldview? A worldview is a framework from which we view reality and make sense of life and this world. Any ideology, philosophy, theology, movement, or religion that provides an overarching approach to understanding God, the world, man's relation, relations to God, the world, reality. That's a worldview. What is a Christian worldview? How does a Christian look at the world, man, things that have been created, God? How does a Christian look at gender? How does a Christian look at food? How does a Christian look at work? How does a Christian look at marriage? How does a Christian... Because there are, clearly laid out in God's inspired word, a way in which me and you should view the world that is consistent and submitted to God's design, the creator's definition. When we start to go on our own worldview and our own understanding, we want to redefine what God calls good, and eventually we pervert what God calls good, and we turn it into evil, and we call it good, but woe to those who call evil good and good evil. It's actually man's propensity, man's nature in his fallen state to do such a thing. What do I mean by biblical worldview? What is a biblical worldview? Well, it's an overarching view of the world based on God's revealed truth, the Bible, which directs our lives and and is the determiner or determines how the Christian interprets the world around him based on that which is consistent with God and the truth of his word. I'll read it one more time. I'll just give you one more time. What is a biblical worldview? It's an overarching view of the world based on God's revealed truth, the Bible, which directs our life and determines how a Christian interprets the world around him based on that which is consistent with the Word of God, the truth of God, the person of God. And so therefore, if God defines something as good, 
We call it good. But I want you to know what's going on here. It isn't just some foolish prayer, a man and a woman. There's a bigger reality in the spiritual. You can call it the spiritual realm. You can. My goal is not to over-spiritualize everything. But in reality, there is a clash of worldviews. There is an unbelieving worldview that is not submitted to the lordship, the creator of the universe. And then there is a worldview that is. So God calls Adam and Eve and everything else that he created very good. But according to the left's religion of inclusion, it's not good. Not good so much where they have to redefine language and totally try to wipe out what God calls good. A word of encouragement. To all my brothers and sisters, this is a a trying time uh, for all of us. And if we're honest... 2020 has been really distracting. It's been really distracting. And I want to encourage all you brothers and sisters, all my my family in Christ, anybody who's hearing this, I just want to encourage you, find your rest in Christ. Not in politics, not in an earthly circumstance, none of that. Look towards Christ and find your rest in the person of Christ. And I want to remind you of a truth that everything that is going on right now God has allowed it for his good purposes and his good reasons. And whatever those reasons may be, we just submit and believe and trust that those will work out for the praise of his glorious grace. I do want to leave you with a verse. This is at, at this is Daniel 4. Um, this is... King Nebuchadnezzar's humiliation where the prophet the prophecy comes true about him and I kind of want to um, I'll read at the end of the period um, he walks you know the word comes to him and immediately he walks around uh, God humbled him honestly and honestly made him into a uh, driven away from mankind made him into like a honestly eating grass like a cattle Uh, his body was drenched with the dew of heaven and his hair had grown like eagle's claws so this is god humbling this prideful mighty king nebuchadnezzar but look what happened at this point when his reason returned to him as it says i read this verse 34 um but at the end of that period i nebuchadnezzar raised my eyes toward heaven and my reason returned to me and i blessed the most high i want you to pay attention my reason returned to me brothers and sisters christians you your reason is based off a biblical worldview not what the government calls reason not what the world calls reason It's based off those fundamental, absolute truths of God's word, not the religion of inclusion. And look what he says. I love this. I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is everlasting 
I'm sorry, for his dominion is everlasting is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, but he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and no one can ward off his hand or say to him, What have you done? At that time, my reason returned to me, and my majesty, my splendor restored to me for the glory of the king, for the glory of my kingdom. And my counselors and my noble began seeking me out, so I was reestablished in my sovereignty, and, and surpassing greatness was added to me. I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise, exalt, honor the King of Heaven for all His works are true, and His ways are just. And he is able to humble those who walk in pride, denying the reality that the Creator has passed down. This isn't this isn't nothing um, new. And I and I and I'll give you a scripture, um, literally to. Um, there's one more one. I want to read this to you. It says the sentence of the decree of the angelic watchers. The decision is a command of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the Most High is the ruler over the realm of mankind and he bestows on it whom he wishes and sets over it the lowliest of men. I want to encourage you guys. He bestows it on whomever he wishes. He raises up kings. He humbles kings. (laughs) He put Nebuchadnezzar in power. So if there is unbelieving, wicked people in charge of the United States, you have to ask yourself, why? And here is the reality. Christian, we have to operate under a biblical worldview. Why do we see this utter foolishness going on? Why do we see this denial of reality, this rejection of the Creator, this... um, this passive or, or or not passive rejection of Jesus Christ as King and Lord and Savior, well, because according to a biblical worldview, this world is fallen. Men love darkness rather than light, John 3.19. And we see this, honestly, what's going on in that courtroom is an effect of a fallen world. It is a symptom of man's sinful nature. Romans 1.18, For the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is made evident within them, since he made it evident to them. For since the creation of this world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what he has, through what has been made. So that they are without excuse. Here is the crux of this verse. Look at this verse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God and give him thanks. But they became futile in their speculations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. They exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man or birds or four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over to the lust of their hearts 
to the impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worship and serve the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. That is a perfect explanation of when you see sin rampant in the reason of man, sin rampant in the government institutions of man, sin rampant in in families, in, in situations. This is a fallen world. Do not accept the notions of unbelievers when it contradicts or is inconsistent with what you hold through your worldview, through what the Word of God teaches you through what common grace teaches you. Stay strong, stay discerning, fight, and stay encouraged.